0: Play action for Kirk from under center, straight drop. Kirk trying to win it to Thielen, caught at the five. Cousins, Thielen, 42 on the Saints. Kirk takes the snap, looks right, fade left, end zone, and it is caught. Touchdown! Hello, hello, let's go. It's your man Flip Mozzie. And thank you for spending 15 minutes with me today. Less than 24 hours after the official start of NFL free agency. Of course, the legal tampering period began on Monday. That's when the true sparks started flying. We're here to walk through all of the Vikings moves quickly to give you a full rundown. Kirk Cousins, Michael Pierce, Stephon Diggs, and more all with my takes. You can only get them here. So let's start from the top. First, the Vikings released Xavier Rhodes, Linval Joseph, and David Morgan. Rhodes and Joseph were expected at this point in their careers with Minnesota. Morgan, a bit of a surprise there, but it's an okay loss. Pour one out for Xavier. The former stud cornerback drafted under Leslie Frazier, tuned under Mike Zimmer with boxing gloves. And after that, Rhodes shut down everybody, from Julio Jones to Mike Evans. It all just fell apart though, and we may never know why. First, Rhodes was hobbled by an injury in 2018. Then he went mentally lost, with decreasing confidence in 2019. Xavier clearly lost a step and wasn't playing up to his 5-year $70 million contract, so he's gone. Poor one out for Lindvall, the big goon, home run swinger, home run hitter, was one of the first big free agent signings under the Zimmer era, coming from the Buffalo Bills. Five great years in Minnesota, but he fell off a bit this year, as we talked about on some earlier shows. The Vikings needed cap relief, and Lindball was the logical place to look. His cut saves $10.4 million. Joseph just found himself a two-year deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. So good for him. One defensive tackle out the door, another defensive tackle brought in. The hole opened up by the Joseph cut is filled by Michael Pierce. Minnesota gives him $27 million over the next three years, a great player. The former Baltimore Raven is stout in run defense and should be a good role player in Mike Zimmer's defense. But it's a weird signing. The Vikings already have Shamar Stefan who can only run defend, and there's a lot of young guys in that room. Jaleel Johnson, Hercules Mata'afa, Armand Watts, Jalen Holmes. So rather than go young at the position, The Vikings bring in Pierce. I would have liked to see that $9 million per year go to a defensive back. Maybe a cornerback, because they need one badly. In any event, pour one out for David Morgan, the spark god. The injured spark god. Morgan missed 2019 due to injury and his contract told, making him relatively easy to keep for another year. But since Morgan's last snap, The Vikings extended Kyle Rudolph and drafted Irv Smith Jr. They have Tyler Conklin on the roster too, so Morgan just not needed in purple any longer. Next, the Vikings tagged Anthony Harris, and rumor has it they're trying to trade him. I don't have the energy for this one. Harris, if not traded, will play another year for $11.4 million for our Vikes. They knew they had something with Harris in 2018, but they've now done a one-year deal with him in back-to-back seasons. They had a chance last year to sign him to a cheap two- or three-year deal, but now they're keeping him off the market. And while they shop him, the other free agent cornerbacks, Brian Poole, James Bradbury, Chris Harris, they're getting signed left and right. Terrible. The Vikings need to sign Anthony Harris to a long-term deal now, not trade him. If they trade him, the defensive backfield will be a mess. Next, the Vikings signed their punter, Britton Colquitt, for three more years. $9 million. He's a good punter, and that's a little expensive, but whatever. Then, the Vikings gave Eric Wilson a second-round tender. They'll pay their third linebacker $3.3 million unless he gets an offer from another team. And that offer is not expected to happen because Eric Wilson is not on anyone's radar. (laughs) A second round tender is the same deal they gave Adam Thielen after his breakout 970-yard season. It makes no sense for Eric Wilson. Rick Spielman went quarterback next. The Vikings extended Kirk Cousins. It's a two-year, $66 million extension for Kirk. He's here through 2022. The move helps the Vikings with cap space, clearing $10 million for 2020. Kirk's total deal now looks like five years for $150 million. That's $25 million per year, which is very cheap. And going forward, it's a three-year, $87 million deal, which looks pretty fair, given his original contract, was for 84. Unlike his previous deal, it's not all guaranteed, so there is a way to renegotiate before his final year again. The Vikings have more stability and also more flexibility at the end. I have no further comments for now. Off the heels of Kirk's big contract extension, the Vikings re-sign fullback CJ Ham and quarterback Sean Mannion. So, at this point, they re-signed, free safety, third linebacker, punter, fullback, and backup quarterback. I'm not sure that they're focused on the right priorities here, y'all. And the Vikings cut Josh Klein, their best interior offensive lineman, the best player from the team's offensive weakness, gone. Because he refused to restructure his contract. A great deal that paid him 50% of the market rate, if you look at what Halla Vitae and Graham Glasgow got on the open market. They're up in the 9 to $11 million range. Klein was signed at $4.5 million on average. And Klein had a great 2019 campaign. It's another move that makes no sense. I can't even count the nonsense anymore. So the Vikings still need two interior linemen, two cornerbacks, a defensive end, a free safety if they trade Anthony Harris, and two wide receivers because they traded away Stephon Diggs. This is a short podcast, so no mid-roll ad break, but I could probably use one right now. Look y'all, Stephon Diggs is right let me say it one more time, Stefan Diggs is right. We have all these people, media members and fans looking at this trade in a box, in a vacuum. Diggs for a hall of picks. It makes sense they say. We have all these articles and fans questioning why should they have kept a guy who didn't want to be here. They're missing the goddamn point, because Stefan Diggs, despite his questionable ways of expression is right. And I'm happy he's gone because in leaving, he exposed Rick Spielman for the fraud that he's been ever since the 2019 season ended. Stefan Diggs knows how to improve the Minnesota Vikings, and Rick Spielman doesn't. Let's go back to September, the loss to the Packers. Big divisional game. Slow start. Diggs wakes him up makes it a one-score game with a 45-yard touchdown pass. And then Kirk blows it at the end. Again, against the Bears. Big game, slow start. Diggs plays great, seven catches over 100 yards. Kirk Cousins, not so much. And what does Stefan do after that game? He forces the team's hand. He sees the complacent culture. He sees the lack of fire at the start of these games. He sees an unwillingness to throw the ball, even though it's working, and it forces the team's hand. If y'all aren't going to start doing what we need to do in order to start winning football games, then I ain't showing up. That's what Stefan says. If this passive attitude continues, if we keep on squandering these division games, if we keep on falling behind early, if we don't start passing the damn football, then I'm not needed here. Diggs wakes them up. And the result? A month of purple fire. They tear through October on a four-game winning streak. They beat Dallas in Dallas. Then, week 11, Broncos at Vikings. Minnesota looking to go into the bye at 8-3, still trailing Green Bay in the division. How do the Vikings come out in that game? Slow and sloppy. They put themselves in a 20 to nothing hole at halftime. Guess who wakes them up? Stefan Diggs catches a 44-yard bomb on the first drive of the third quarter. Irv Smith nabs a touchdown for their first points of the game just two plays later. In the fourth quarter, Diggs again catches the 54-yard touchdown. Finishes the game with 121 yards receiving. Best in the game. Diggs wakes them up. So I cannot imagine what Stephon Diggs was thinking when he was in Santa Clara. An ugly playoff loss. Huge game. Where the Vikings started slow and decided to stick to the run. The only spark in that game? Stephon Diggs. 41-yard touchdown catch to tie it at 7. No matter how many times Diggs tried... He couldn't wake this team up. Now, a lot of people hate Diggs' method, and it's fair to question his sideline antics, his unnecessary penalties, his drama, potential distraction, his social media presence. It's fair to question all those things. Even I have questioned some of that. But I always forgave Stefan because I always knew Stefan is right. We know it. Stop lying to yourselves. Stefan got here in 2015, just one year after the Zimmer era began. This isn't just about his desire to leave, or the draft picks they got in return. The Vikings could go out in the first round and draft a receiver five times better than Stefan Diggs. They could draft Hall of Fame type talent, and Stefan would still be right. Because that wide receiver, whoever they draft, despite all his talent, would still be on a team that doesn't show up for big games. He would still be on a team that starts games slow. He would still be on a team that didn't use him correctly. We know it. Every fan I talk to, Jason Brown, Miles Gorham, Eric Eager, Nick Olson, Adam West, Every fan I talk to, we have all seen enough of the Spielman-Zimmer era to know the complacency and lack of pass game that currently plagues this franchise. And one of the most frustrating parts is that we had 53 players. They're all extremely talented. The roster was above average. They're all great personalities. A truly lovable team. But out of 53 Only one was willing to admit it, to look in the mirror and say, hey, we're not good enough. Here's all the things we do incorrectly. We can't keep doing them. We can't build around Kirk Cousins. Are you crazy? We can't build a run first champion in 2020. What are you smoking? Only one player spoke up. And he got traded for it. Now listen carefully here. The decision to trade Diggs shows ignorance to the factors that made Diggs want to leave. And there's no sugarcoating it. It's depressing because those factors are the same factors that have held the team back for decades. There is a passive culture. There is a lack of urgency. And there's a stick to the run game, and none of that is going to work with or without Stefan Diggs. Now it's March, and with or without Stefan Diggs, we know things have to change. The Vikings have doubled down on that passive culture. Kirk Cousins extended. Everson Griffin no longer in purple. They sought continuity with Gary Kubiak, and signs point to again, a run-first scheme. Like the Bears and Packers games in September 2019, the Vikings started March off on the wrong foot. So now we should be asking, who's gonna wake them up? And even if they recover in April, I'm sure they'll have a great draft. But there are sure to be bumps down the road. So who's gonna be the leader of this football team? Do we think Riley Reef is going to gather the team for a speech? Do we think Kirk's just so clutch now that he'll take care of any adversity they're going to face? Maybe, but with Stefan Diggs, there was no maybe. With Stefan, you knew he would try his hardest and speak the loudest when they needed to hear it. Because that's what it was going to take to win more football games. Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer will continue to fall asleep at the wheel. They've dodged every question about how to use their best players more efficiently. So don't expect quality draft picks to make an impact. They refuse to see clear issues with Kirk Cousins. So don't expect them to replace the QB. They've ignored every bit of recent evidence on how to use the pass game to build a winning football team in this modern era. I'll always be a Vikings fan, but I no longer have championship aspirations for 2020. We'll just have to find something else to cheer for and hope to be pleasantly surprised. The only saving grace is that the news is breaking every day, y'all, and this digs drama this too will pass It'll all be behind us soon. So until next time, y'all, stay safe and skull fikes.